Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders, get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host, Patrick McLaney, FAIA, former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise, from 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm. Have you picked up your access to the free profit course yet? Because we know that running a small firm is tough and ending the year with a profit is even tougher. That's why we created Profit for Small Firm Architects. That's a free three-module digital course, and it's available to you completely free right now by visiting entrearchitect.com slash free course. This is the Entree Architect Podcast, episode 118. Welcome back to the Entree Architect Podcast. My name is Mark Arlapage, and this is the podcast dedicated to a successful life as a small firm architect. Whether you have plans to someday start your own firm, whether you're in the process of launching a startup, or you might be an experienced small firm architect just trying to make a difference, this podcast is for you. My goal is to inspire you to build a better business so that you may pursue your purpose with passion and live the life of your dreams. Your firm culture will develop with or without your guidance. And it will make us or break us as small firm architects. This week on the Entree Architect podcast, I answer the questions, what is firm culture and why is it so critical to the success of our firms? This episode of the Entree Architect podcast is sponsored by FreshBooks, the easiest way to send invoices, manage expenses, and track your time, learn more, at freshbooks.com slash architect. So all year long here at Entree Architect, every month we're going to be talking about a different subject. And here we are in April, so we're moving on. 
In January, we, we talked about finance all month long, financial management. And in February, we talked about business development and sales. And in March, we just wrapped up March. March, we spoke about leadership the entire month. And every week we talked about a different subject and we got into the depth of it. So I would go back if I were you uh, and go back and listen to some of those episodes about finance and about business development and about leadership. And because all of those things, they all lead to one thing. And the one thing that we're going to talk about today is culture. It's April and all month long, we're going to be talking about culture. And many of us architects here, I mean, we're so focused on the things that we're doing, all the work that we're doing, the design that we're doing, the businesses that we're running. And culture is like one of the last things we think about. We think about it almost as this, this soft topic that it's not really that important. It's not directly related to the success of our firms. It's, it's not as important, certainly, as, as sales or marketing or getting the next job through the door, right? Or, or financial management, making sure the bills are paid and that, that we have enough money to, to end up with a profit, right? And it's certainly not as important as design, right? Well, I think it is. I think it's critically important. Um, a, a positive, healthy culture is critical to the success of any business. And, you know, if you listen to the, the business podcasts and read magazines like uh, Entrepreneur and uh, Fast Company, you hear about these large companies like Zappos and Southwest Airlines. And, and to them, culture is everything. They, they've built their entire brands around uh, these positive, healthy cultures. And, and everything is built around their culture. Culture comes first in many of these businesses. It is, it is super critical. It comes before sales. It becomes, it comes before marketing. It becomes be, before finances. It even becomes before uh, their products and services. The culture trumps everything. That the, the success of, their, of the people worth working within those companies and their happiness and their comfort and the, their, their, uh, their ability to do their jobs at the highest level possible, those are the things that they focus on first. All those other things are, are critical. They're all important. They're all necessary. Everything that we're going through this entire year, finance, business development, leadership, culture, uh, client fulfillment, technology, management, marketing, life, community, planning, those are all incredibly important things. And that's why we're going to spend a month on each one of those topics. And we're going to spend a month on culture because it is that important. It's, it comes before everything. It even comes before customers. It comes before customers. Gary Keller, the CEO of Southwest Airlines, on a recent uh, episode of the Entree Leadership Podcast with Ken Coleman, one of my favorites, he asked uh, Gary Kelly, Ken did, how important is culture to the success of Southwest Airlines? And this is what he said. He, this is a quote. He said, I think it's everything. He said, I think it's everything. He said, it's more than just critical. It's literally everything for a company. That's a quote. A firm culture is going to develop with or without your guidance. It's going to happen whether you control it or you don't, whether you manage it or not, whether you think about it or not. It's going to happen when you bring people into your firm, the personalities and the experiences and the, 
the way that people interact with one another naturally will will create a firm culture. And you may get lucky. You may get lucky that your firm culture might be successful, might be healthy. It might be okay, or it may not. And you may spend your entire uh, time working every day trying to manage this unhealthy, negative culture, trying to keep the people from, from, from damaging your firm. So it is incredibly, very important, incredibly critical. Firm culture. So what is firm culture and why is it so important? Well, clearly we just talked about some of the reasons why it's so important and everything else sort of hinges on it. So, but let's start, let's start with a definition. What are we talking about here? What, what is firm culture? A firm culture refers to the beliefs and the behaviors that determine how your team interacts and how they handle transactions inside and outside your studio environment, right? A firm culture refers to the beliefs and behaviors. So it's what people believe and the way they act and how, how that is determined by your firm and how they interact with one another and how they handle transactions, how they handle their job inside the studio as well as outside the studio. That's the culture. That's what it is. That's what we're talking about, about here. And what do you want your firm to look like? How do you want your, your team to act? How do, you, how do you want them to make decisions? How do you want them to treat your clients? How do you want them to treat one another? How do they, they interact with you, the leadership? And how do you, the leadership, interact with them? These are all questions that are significantly determined by the firm's culture. It's what makes up the culture. It also, culture's so deep that it also uh, is the result of many other factors. Work-life balance. You hear us talk about work-life balance all the time. I call it work-life integration, bringing my, my firm and my family together. That's why I have this small firm, so I can do that, so I can have these flexible hours. That's part of the culture of my firm. Customer service, how you interact with people. Customer service is part of your culture. The work hours, it affects the culture. It, it, it's the result of, of, of some, the, your work hours affects your culture. The flexible hours that you may have, you know, you may give your, 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 uh, your staff the ability to work when they want to work, as long as they get the work done. Uh, the physical studio environment, the workspace, the workplace that they work within, that is a result that results in developing the culture. Gossip. Whether your team gossips and they talk behind other people's back, that is, that's important. You know, in Dave Ramsey's uh, organization, gossip, if someone gossips at, at Dave Ramsey's uh, firm, they're gone. It's, a, it's, a, it's termination. Somebody, it, it, it is corrosive to a culture. The transparency within the firm affects culture. Communication within the firm. Communication outside the firm. These are all things that, that we need to focus on in order to, to know what's going to happen. These are all things that, that will result in your culture. And whether you, you manage these things or not. Loyalty. Whether your, your uh, employees and your, your team feel that they're part of something unique, that they're part of... Uh, a purpose that w- they want to stay and they want to develop this 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 firm with you. That's loyalty. They want to be with you as long as they need to be in order to get to the place where, where you're going. It's part of your culture. Compensation policies, how people get paid and when they get paid. 
Uh, you know, happy teams result in happy clients. And happy teams are the result of your culture. And equity, we hear, we hear this term equity all the time. Uh, Rosa Shang is talking about equity by design. They're having a survey. They just wrapped up a survey here uh, just a couple days ago. They finished up the survey. So they're working on this, the new results of the survey. Equity by design. Equity is the result of a firm culture. It's something that you need to be intentional about in order for those things to happen within the culture of your firm. Let's take a quick break here to say thank you to FreshBooks for their support as a platform sponsor of Entree Architect. Because as a platform sponsor, FreshBooks has provided funding and support for our overall mission here at Entree Architect. They recognize the need for small firms like us to build better businesses in order to be better architects. FreshBooks is the easy to use accounting software designed to help us small firm owners get organized, save time, and get paid faster. It takes care of invoicing, expense tracking, estimating, reporting, and it all happens out on the cloud so you have access to your information from anywhere that you have access to the internet. And I use FreshBooks for my own small firm, 5Cat Studio, and my favorite feature of the FreshBooks software is sending my invoices by email and allowing my clients to pay by credit card. When FreshBooks says that you'll get paid faster, they're not kidding. With the convenience of clicking a button and paying by credit card, many of my clients pay now as soon as they receive their invoice. And for those clients who don't pay right away, FreshBooks automatically sends them a reminder of the balance due at an interval that I set. So once I send an invoice, I can go back to being an architect and I don't need to chase down any of my clients. And Tim Lee of FreshBooks will show you how easy it is to send invoices by email on our exclusive video series Tim and I produced exclusively for the Entree Architect community. Check out this free video series at entrearchitect.com slash freshbooksvideo. There's no catch. There's no email. It's completely free. Just go to entrearchitect.com slash freshbooksvideo and you will get the videos right away. There's three of them. Shows you everything you need to know about getting started. And then go to freshbooks.com slash architect, freshbooks.com slash architect and sign up for your free 30-day trial and give it a try. It's free. I suggest you just send one invoice and see what happens. That's how I got started. Just send one invoice to one client and see how it works. And when I did that and I got paid much faster than usual, I signed up for the rest of it and I set up my whole my whole account in FreshBooks. FreshBooks.com slash architect for your free 30-day trial. And be sure to enter Entree Architect in the How Did You Hear About Us section. So many of you are sole proprietors, right? And and you're you're listening to me talk here and you're thinking, well, this doesn't apply to me. I work all by myself, right? But it does. It does affect you. Whether you're you're managing a team of 50 or 5 or or whether you work alone, all of the questions that I just asked, all of the factors that I just mentioned, all of them apply to you too. Right? They're all things that you need to be aware of and and, and they may be natural to you. You may just do them the way you do them. But they're all critical parts of your business. And you must manage and be intentional with how you're going to address them. Even if you're working by yourself. Right? The studio environment is going to affect the way you work. Whether, whether you're happy or not. You have a cool, comfortable place to work. Or are you working in a basement? You know, 
with no windows. That affects the culture within your studio, even if you're all by yourself. It's, it's, these things are critical. So, and, and really the only difference is that it's easier to communicate your, your values and your, your culture when you're working with a smaller team or when you're working alone. That's the only difference is that it's easier to communicate. So how do we ensure that we have a positive, healthy culture? How do we do this? How do we do this? Um, the first thing is that you need to be intentional. You need to think about these things that I just talked about. You have to realize that they're part of uh, something that's happening within your firm, whether you're dealing with them or not. And I think the intentionality is is the most important piece. You have to you have to be intentional about this. Um, and it starts with the values. It starts with a set of values. It starts with um, a set of values. I, this week on the blog, I, I shared my firm's, my, my firm is Five Cat Studio, and I shared uh, our foundation of values. It's the culture statement that's contained within our business plan. So that's what we did. These are the values on which we've built our firm. It guides our decisions, our policies, and, and how we do business. And it, and it guides us on how we do business inside the studio as well as outside the studio. So our foundation of values, I think this is something that you can do to start. This is a way to be intentional. This is a way to get started wrapping your head around all these things because there's so many pieces that affect your firm culture. But it starts with values. It starts, about, it starts with how do you want your firm to be? And so create a foundation of values. Our foundation of values, and I wrote it in, our, in, our, in the blog, so you can go over and check it out. But our foundation of values is a list of words and then just a quick little note after the word. It's just a reminder. So it starts kindness. That's the first word I used. The first word in our foundation of values, kindness. And then I wrote, be nice even when others are not. How's that for a rule? How's that for a foundation of values? Kindness. Be nice even when others are not. What about when a contractor is trying to blame something on you that wasn't your fault? Are you going to be nice? Kindness. Be nice even when others are not. The second one is honesty. Always tell the truth and communicate with clarity. Don't ever cover something up. It always comes back to bite you. Honesty. You want honesty in your firm. You want honesty outside of your firm. The third one is the third one is integrity. Say what you mean. Do what you promise when you promise every time. If you tell a client that you're going to have a project finished by a certain date, you're going to have a project done on a certain date. Say what you mean. Do what you say. Do what you promise when you promise every time. The fourth one is respect. Treat all people as if as you would want to be treated. Treat all people as you would want to be treated. Give everybody respect. The lowest to the highest. No matter who they are, they get respect. Confidence. Know your subject. Speak and act with confidence. Confidence is so important to the success of anybody. Whether you're a draftsman or you're a, a business owner of a 500-person firm. Confidence. It's part of... It is the thing that gives you presence, is confidence. Knowledge. Learn something new every day and teach it to someone else. Learn something new every day and teach it to someone else. Knowledge. Family is part of our foundation of values. Critical to my firm. And I wrote, keep 
you have priorities and focus. My priorities are my family comes first. Innovation, constantly look for the better way. And creative, creativity is the last one. Think out of the box, creativity. So kindness, honesty, integrity, respect, confidence, knowledge, family, innovation, creativity. That's our foundation of values. That's what Anne-Marie, my wife and partner at, at Five Cat, that, that is, we wrote this years ago, and this was the, was the foundation of our values. This is where it starts, is you, you need to start with a, with a set of values and what you're going to build everything else on. And, and as we progress, we're going to get, we're going to dive deeper into some of the, the critical elements that make up the cultures within our firms. And these values are the things that, that, that they're based on, but we're going to get deeper. We're going to show you more. Um, we're going to get into work-life integration and how that affects culture. We're going to talk about customer service and how you're going to treat your customers and how that is a result of culture. And maybe we'll even talk about equity in architecture. Maybe we can we can uh, get Rosa back on the on the on the show and talk about that, about equity in architecture and how the culture of your firm results in equity. But for now, I want you to think about your firm culture. I want you to think about your firm culture. Is it positive and healthy? Is it thriving? Is it a place where you want to be and you're you're excited and it has purpose and you want to move? forward it's a place where you want to go every day is it contributing to the success of your firm is the culture contributing or is it harming you is it harming your the success of your firm is it harming your financial success are you struggling every day to keep it together because the culture is bad let's take a critical look inside our firms this week let's be intentional with how we want to run our firms how we want the people within our firms to interact and the environments in which we work Let's think about them this week. Let's be intentional. And if you haven't already done so, think about and document your values on which you want to build your firm. What are your foundation of values? Write them down and add them to your business plan. Share them with your employees. Post them on the wall so you don't forget. So every day when you walk into the studio, you see your values on the wall and you remember. Culture is critical. A culture will develop with or without us, and it will make us or break us. It's your choice. All this month of April, we're going to be writing and talking about the topic of culture. And we're going to, we're going to be diving deep into some of these great topics during the next few weeks. And I don't want you to miss any of them. Work-life balance, work-life integration, and, and customer service and equity and maybe some others. I don't want you to miss these. So subscribe on iTunes right now. Go to entrearchitect.com slash iTunes. And while you're there, I want you to leave a review. I would love for you to leave me a review and let us know what you think of the show. When you leave a review and you subscribe to the show, it helps other entrepreneur architects find Entre Architect podcast. So entrearchitect.com slash iTunes will get you there. Complete show notes and a direct link for this episode will be found at entrearchitect.com slash episode 118 and a private Facebook group just for you small firm architects. It's private. So all the stuff that we talk about in there is private. We just talked about fees the other day. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. 
Get in there, entrearchitect.com slash group. And don't forget to pick up access to your free three-module digital course, Profit for Small Firm Architects. It's free and it's deep. Just go over entrearchitect.com slash free course. My name, you might know it, Mark R. LePage, and I am an entrepreneur architect, and I want you to be too, and I encourage you to go share what you know. Thank you very much for listening, and I'll see you next week.
I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything? Yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like, how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that (laughs) then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's it's so real to this day. I, I, I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like us, can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs> we did it, guys. Oh the one that God. came out of nowhere. Woo! It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. Calling all small firm architects. It's time to tap into your full potential with Entree Architects Context and Clarity, where inspiration meets innovation. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my two favorite co-hosts, Jeff Eccles and Katie Kangas, as they bring together authors, experts, and thought leaders for electric conversations with entrepreneur architects around the globe. It's not just a podcast. It's a community where dreams meet action. There is a simple equation there. And what for me, what that did, just doing that basic calculation was it allowed me to compare what I had actually saved in my retirement accounts to what I thought a possible projected annual spend might be. Artists are temperamental, so beautiful design is going to be a priority. When the job is done, we're going to actually need to live in the house, not live with the person who designed it. (laughs) So for me, the, the artistic skill, the architectural skill is most important. And so I would say like that would be 60% of it, if not more. Gain insights to build a successful practice. Subscribe, engage, and let's redefine your future together. Join the Context and Clarity community, where every conversation adds to your blueprint for success.